0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about how trials has been delayed again. If you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, any of the audio podcast platforms, where you can look up SNTR Presents. You can always find me live Monday through Friday at sntrlive.com. That'll bring you right to the YouTube channel. If you want to partake in Q&A and discussions when I'm not live, make sure and go to sntrnetwork.com, bookmark it, make an account, and get involved. It's a great way to go and participate even when I'm not streaming. So, trials delayed again. Uh, For those of you that don't know, this has been kind of an ongoing thing. If you don't really pay attention to trials, that's understandable. Not everybody is, it's not really their thing. But a lot of folks were really looking forward to trials coming to Beyond Light with Adept Weapons. We'll talk about that later uh, in this episode, because I do think Adept Weapons and what we know right now, combined with what we've kind of learned about the raid weapons themselves, we are going to have to consider that as a loot incentive, and maybe Bungie needs to be more. But right now, at this time, uh, we have a significant delay of trials due to an issue that they haven't really announced. So I'm going to walk through what Bungie has said uh, and then in the middle of the video we're going to say is it stasis? Can we blame stasis for all of these problems and troubles? And then we're going to end the video by talking about adept weapons. So first let's just talk about what Bungie has stated. All the way back on November the 27th Bungie tweeted, Bungie Help, so if you don't follow Bungie Help on Twitter, you could stay up to date with these things that happen, if you still use the terrible platform known as Twitter. Uh, Bungie Help tweeted, Due to a recently discovered issue, Trials of Osiris has been disabled for this week. We are currently investigating to determine when it will return. So, that was pretty generic. It kind of came out of nowhere. Nobody really knew what was going on. We believed that time that it was related to the Warlock Stasis Super. Apparently there's a new thing now with Titans. So then, just yesterday on December the 3rd, they retweeted that original tweet. So they went back to the 27th tweet and they retweeted it and they added this commentary. They said, the team has identified the issue and is currently developing a future hotfix Trials of Osiris is currently planned to return on December the 18th so again we they're not telling us what the issue is there's all kind of theories we can talk about in a moment where like I think a lot of people just want to blame Stasis or some of the exploits with Stasis namely right now again the thing going on with Titans but they're not telling us also they're not necessarily saying it will for sure return on December the 18th they're just saying currently that's the planned return that's, that's what they're hoping for they're hoping to get this hot fix out in time now this is for very many reasons i think this feels uh, obviously like a very long time considering beyond light's original launch was already significantly delayed and the arrival of adept we- weapons was meant to be a big value point for crucible fans especially trials fans in this expansion it was something that was a critical point of critique when Trials came back to the game earlier this year, earlier uh, in this year in 2020, they didn't want it coming out half-baked. They wanted it to go off and be amazing, and from token payouts to win requirements to readjusting token payouts to removing the win requirements to there not really being anything different between the weapons you get from the chest to the weapons in the main game, there were all sorts of criticisms of Trials of Osiris, and one of, I think, one of the most common ones made was the last of adept weapons so obviously when they announced that adept weapons would be showing up in the beyond light expansion there was a lot of hope I think for those that had seen trials sort of falling by the wayside and not getting the treatment and the triumphant return that it deserved. So, at this point in time, we are now looking at a delay of trials all the way almost until the very, very end of the year. It, it, if it even lands in 2020, that remains to be seen. It might not even make it. We might end up waiting until 2021. So, blame stasis is the next thing I want to talk about. Like, is this the real reason? Is it all st- stasis's fault is it all these weird exploits that they can't seem to get under wraps i mean they've already nerfed stasis for those of you that don't know or didn't watch the videos or read the twab they nerfed the speed of the cold snap they nerfed the duration that guardians are frozen they nerfed the range of the warlock melee the warlock melee is honestly terrible now even in pve probably deserves to get a little bit more of a range extension so that it actually travels farther than a light punch, uh, but they already attempted to rein stasis in today on the Rages Roundtable. You know, Wolverine was saying a lot of it's just adaptation. You got to change the way that you are playing, uh, and many other PvP commentators are saying that this is really punishing bad plays and people who are making poor decisions. So, is it all stasis's fault? I think at first, really honestly, many of us assumed that stasis, the imbalanced ability, some of which have already been nerfed, and super exploits were the most likely causes for the Trials of Osiris Delay, especially given how much they have already addressed these individual issues. There was the Infinite Warlock super, and then all of the various abilities that I just outlined. Apparently, again, there now is something with Titans where Titans are unkillable. I don't know how it works. I wouldn't even tell you if I did. I don't want to perpetuate it because apparently it is, uh, it is showing up. And that is uh, obviously... You know, probably playing a part here. They, can't, they That's one of the dilemmas they always have with Trials. It's like, this kind of nonsense can go on in Normal Crucible, but it'll show up in, I think, a worse way the minute you go into a more competitive environment. Given that Bungie will not specify an exact reason for the delay, it is safe to assume more problems, exploits, or even lesser-known issues are the cause. Usually, a weapon, ability, or an out-of-bounds problem is disabled and addressed very quickly. People getting outside the map, a gun that's busted like Telesto, or an ability that needs reined in they usually rein that stuff in disable it or mess with it pretty quickly and that is not what is going on right now they're not even really telling us and it isn't getting addressed quickly as we're now looking at a December 18th delay This is an unlikely cause, but it could, in some measure, be related to the console quality of life update for FOV and FPS that's about to hit on December the 8th. Uh, For those consoles, they have not been able to enjoy the increase in FOV and FPS just yet, and that may also be the cause. There could be some potential instability that's going to come from that update. Those of us on PC are already experiencing the woes of a non-optimized version of the game. The Vicarious Visions port of Destiny 2 to PC was wonderful, ran very very well and very smooth uh, and and little little instability problems if any and now the newest version that we've had to kind of reinstall it just isn't running as well, there are known issues with frame jittering, stuttering, frame rate drops memory leaks, there is the possibility that whatever they're about to push out on consoles on the 8th could also be causing some instability problems I think that's probably the least Likely cause this is most likely related to stasis in the Titan super, and the and the and the inf- infinite thing with Titan. And again, there could be things lesser known things that haven't even really emerged and known by the public, which might be why Bungie. Doesn't want to specify anything publicly about what's going on. Last, let's talk about adept weapons. I mean, obviously, this is a part of the disappointment in the community. This has been sort of, a, you know, a thing that people have been waiting for, uh, especially since they did say even next season they're looking at adding adept weapons to the strike playlist. Um, and now that we know what the Deepstone Crypt raid loot pool looks like, that it doesn't include adept weapons, Trials aims to be the first activity and content loop that offers a new hierarchy of weapons the raid loot, It's not adept, there's not an extra mod slot, it has perks that you can't get anywhere else, redistribution, redirection, and recombination or whatever they're called, I I always mess up one of them, those are only available on the raid guns, but the raid guns themselves do not have anything else on them that makes them intrinsically stronger in the raid, or offers the extra sort of stat bonuses, so for those of you that may have missed it, the way these adept weapons are going to work is when you master work an adept weapon from trials there is going to be an extra three you know points added to all of the other stats in addition to the standard 10 so if you get a gun that has a reload masterwork it'll add the standard 10 to reload and then it'll add three to all of the other stats and then there will be an adept mod slot and you can use either a pure stat boost or there will be adept versions of existing mods and many of those come at a cost. If it's gonna add this extra thing and be extra better, it's gonna lower some of the stats on the weapon to institute some of that trade pain that you're probably familiar with if you've messed around with Aspects and Fragments in the Stasis subclass. You're adding something at the loss of another. Now, I don't know if that's going to be enough to garner much excitement, especially given they're making us wait even longer now to get to the actual return of Trials. Are Adept weapons going to be enough? You know, minor stat bumps are helpful to armor due to some of the Stasis Aspects and Fragments consistently taking portions of our existing stats in exchange exchange for abilities but guns don't always feel that impacted by a couple of points of stats three here four there five there whatever this ends up netting you once you have the gun all specced out so it remains to be seen if trials will ever return triumphantly to to its engagement numbers that it once had are they ever going to get to the place where they make it appealing and accessible to casuals in the lower rung games and in the you know the generosity of the loot delivery and is are the adept weapons and going flawless is that going to be enough to garner that side of the audience as well to come back in all that remains to be seen hoping to see it return on the 18th of December for those that are looking for it to be part of their weekly ritual we're going to transition to Q&A so if you're here live don't go anywhere if you're listening to this recording you can always catch me live SNTRLive.com and as always please like, share and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about trials getting delayed again. If you're listening to this as an audio podcast somewhere under the name SNTR Presents, you can always catch me live on YouTube Monday through Friday. Just go to sntrlive.com. sntrlive.com is for all the live content. If you want all of my shows in one location as well as a community Q&A forum that you can use, Go to sntrnetwork.com make a login, join the conversation and use that tool. We're probably going to start featuring that in some of these segments uh, if we start to get a little bit more interaction there. So sntrnetwork.com has all my stuff in one spot. So First question from Orion. Do you think that trials being cancelled repeatedly will impact player numbers and engagement at all? I'm curious how the community will be affected over time by things like this. P.S. It's my birthday today. Well, happy birthday. And... Oh, this is a tough one because there's two ways to look at this one way is you know the longer people have to wait the more um the more antsy they're gonna kind of be to jump back in but I, I I I think if I was to put my chips on the table I would say this is more likely to hurt the engagement numbers more than help it if you'd have delayed it by like a week I would say yeah that probably would have helped. But getting shoved all the way to the 18th, I just think people are going to lose interest, unfortunately. And I feel bad saying that because there's plenty of people that I, you know, that hang out here that I'm friends with and that I think are dope that are really wanting trials to to come back and, and to be successful. But again, my big concern is the you're going to stretch people's patience. Like eventually, people are going to be like, "I just don't care about this." Um, you know, I I would. I would say that if it only would have been a week or two, it would have been it probably would have uh, been okay. But I think the longer people wait, the more disenfranchised or disillusioned or whatever they're going to feel. They're going to be like, I just don't care anymore, you know? Now, I will say this. If the adept weapons were more impressive, then maybe what I'm saying wouldn't really matter because we did talk about this on the Rageous Roundtable. I do think that there is an element of if you build it they will come right if if the loot is amazing they will come you know if 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 there's un, if there's dope if there's dope stuff then the destiny community will they'll they'll run after it right and so i definitely think that element is there but probably not strong enough i think these adept weapons are they're they're cool but i just i just really really don't think that they're going to bring the drive and the intrigue and the interest that they once did. The other concern is, I, I think long term, there's a handful of things working against trials doing well. Number one, it's spent... A pretty significant amount of time this year in bad shape as far as a dwindling player base cheating on PC no reason to run it on console they tried to fix the token thing by saying hey we're gonna remove the win requirement but then the token payout got worse so the, it, it, it's it was kind of in a shambles this entire year and if you consider that as the runway to this big delay for the expansion and then another even bigger delay for the actual game mode, it's, it's a lot of things that are really making it hard. If you look at Trials as kind of like this poor baby bird that's just trying to get out of the nest and fly, it's got a lot of things weighing it down. Um, and that's unfortunate. Now, my hope would be, because I think the game mode is good and I think that it has potential to be good for the community... The hope would be that they can work all these kinks and problems out and these adept weapons are not, you know, that tremendous. And then next season when they replenish the armor and the gun pool, that that it, it has this resounding sort of rebound that everybody wants to go in if they figure out how to get the casuals in there, which it's so simple, it hurts my brain. They haven't figured out the structure for loot distribution to keep casuals in the playlist, which is good for the casuals as well as the hardcore and the sweats. You want as many people playing as possible if they could just go back to the pre-rise of iron method I think they could actually be better than the pre-rise of iron method by saying listen the guns are just going to be dropping all the time if that's the featured stuff that week and since they're non-adept you can be really generous with the drop rate and then the adept versions you know needing to be the, the, the cream of the crop and the real trophy uh, that you would chase to go flawless. That's how you get as many people in there as possible. So I, I'm open to the idea that the the next season could bring the heat and make everybody really excited and 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 the and the mode could rebound. There are so many things that have to happen in order for that to take place. You have to capture the the mid lane and the casuals, at least to some degree. And you have to motivate the hardcore players to care. Um, and obviously on PC, you got to get rid of the cheaters efficiently. Uh, if it's all responsive and it doesn't seem all that efficient and all that great, then... I you know it'll it'll struggle. So there's a lot of things that I think have to kind of happen in order for this thing to get off the ground and I continue to hope that it does because I have always felt the Trials format with Boons and the Mercy and the Need to Go Flawless and the 3v3 elimination mode I have always thought that this was the best version of Destiny's Crucible. I, I, I mean that and I, I like shout casting. it was fun on split screen the chess game of supers with super shutdowns and map control and the picks and the collapse and the snipes and the plays like I think that 3v3 Elim with the weight of needing to go Flawless and the Mercy and all of that, um, I just think it's the best Destiny Crucible cocktail that you can drink. I mean that. Um, now, I know mid lanes and casuals will probably look at me and say, I, that that it doesn't really work for me. Again, if they get the loot distribution right, the way they had it pre-Rise of Iron, I actually think lots more people would play it. Uh, but that's one of the reasons I'm always rooting for trials. I'm like, come on dadgummit, can you guys just nail this game mode, please? It is a good game mode. It is a uh, it is a a solid, solid, as I said, cocktail of settings and, and things being implemented and set up. It just it has really, really struggled in D2, and I think that that is unfortunate, given the the history of the mode and the appeal that it has for a portion of the crucible audience it's a shame to have it um just sort of hobbling along at this moment torchwood as a pvp main player i'm concerned that bungie's renewed focus on pvp is gone should they have gone with a different approach rather than canceling trials especially since the reasons for it still heavily affect comp and regular crucible ps it's not my birthday but i will take a woot woot well i'm not gonna say that uh but (laughs) here's the thing If there was not a video of Luke Smith talking about how much he liked Trials and how much he's committed to fixing it and getting it right, if you remember that black and white little epilogue video they did where he talked about how much he looked forward to Trials and how great he thinks it is and and how they want to get it right, if that video did not exist, right now I would tell you that Luke Smith was moving the game away from a PvP focus. I would tell you that because that's really what it looks like like I am not trying to be a Debbie Downer I am not trying to be a sky is falling the end is nigh person but I'm telling you right now all signs point to crucible and pvp not getting focus that's what it feels like Uh, one new weapon the pulse trials gets bumped no new maps no new modes nothing in an expansion just think about that for a second If I'm a doctor trying to read the symptoms of the game and come to a diagnosis, I'm going to come to Crucible Don't Carism. I mean, like, they don't care about Crucible. Again, I am not trying to be Sky is Falling Debbie Downer here, but I would be like, I don't know, dude. I think Luke Smith's taking the game away from Crucible. Now, the only reason I'm not saying that is because of that video. I felt like he was telling the truth. I felt like it was driven from a true passion that he has and a desire to get this mode back to greatness. I believe that that desire and that wish exists. But man, oh man, I ain't seeing it. I am not seeing it. There seems to be almost no focus on Crucible whatsoever. And here's the thing. Eugene says they don't make any money on it, okay? It kills me that they could. Iron Banner, Trials, Crucible, Vanguard Playlist, all the free stuff, you can make money, okay? You don't monetize the modes or the maps, you monetize the loot. The bounties, the loot, the gear, the seasonal ranks, that's all grayed out if you're a non-paying member. The same way that the bottom half of the season pass is grayed out, if you're a non-paying member. That's all you have to do. You go to Saint 14, and in Season 13, do you want to know what you should see? A bunch of grayed-out stuff that you don't get if you're not paying for the season. There is nothing wrong with that. Want to play Trials? Sure. Go ahead. Want to win loot? Sure. Here's all of the core loot from whenever it first came back. Same with the Vanguard, same with the Crucible. If people would scream, pay to win... I would politely tell them to shut the frick up. It's free to play. You have no say in the matter. Do you want the new exotics that come with the expansion? That's pay to win. Did you want the new exotics that came with House of Wolves, Dark Below, Rise of Iron, Taken King, Warm Mine, Curse of Osiris, Shadow Keep, Forsaken? Anytime they've added loot, if you want the new loot and the new hotness taken to take into the Crucible, you got to buy the expansion, right? There is literally nothing wrong with saying, if you want the new stuff that we took all this time to make, you have to be a paying consumer. Free-to-play consumers can hit the freaking bricks when it comes to commentating on this sort of thing. I don't care what you think, you're spending zero dollars. You don't matter in the realm of feedback. You don't. All I care about is the paying consumers' feedback, because they're supporting the game. You want to mooch for the next two years and never spend a dime? Go right ahead. You're going to get less stuff, and I don't care about your feedback. That's not mean. That's not elitism. That's every video game in existence. This ain't Fortnite. If you want the stuff, spend the money and you can monetize the crucible trials and iron banner without restricting maps and the accessibility to the modes as julian is saying paying players are continuing to come back and subsidize the franchise and they're going what do i get as a five-year veteran there's nothing in the crucible quit throwing free-to-play players under the bus like it's their fault no most free-to-play players probably don't even argue this it's not even the freeloaders it's not even really their problem i don't think they're not going to storm the castle and cause a problem if you suddenly tried to monetize crucible you can't look at your five-year veterans and say thanks for buying beyond light there's nothing in the crucible for you do you know what i'm saying it doesn't make any sense Free to play is only a mistake if they allow it to continue to cannibalize the core activities in this game. You do not have to. You do not have to allow free to play to cannibalize the game. It's not it's not it's not necessary any longer. Like you you have a system in place to say here is the base core loot here is the base core loot, ex- uh, I'm sorry, activity experience that is free to all players. Here's all the new stuff we added. If you would like it, pay the money. Y- you go to the season pass, pay the money if you want the extra stuff. It. It If they're that afraid to do it, then I have terrible news for you. Crucible will die a slow death. Right? It's like in Reservoir Dogs, you know what I'm saying? Getting shot in the stomach is like the slowest way. That's all you've done to Crucible. Free to play, bam, bam. You just shot Crucible in the stomach so it can hemorrhage and bleed out for the next two or three years. You can reinvigorate Crucible and get people in there and put loot in there. You can do it. If they're afraid to do it, then it'll never go anywhere. It's always gonna feel like this, always. If you're literally not going to charge people money to go into season 13 and get new trials, guns, and armor, you are making a horrible mistake. You're setting a terrible precedent. The time is now to say, listen, we have reevaluated how we structure the free-to-play experience, and we believe there are core activities and pillars of player funnels in this community that need new things and it must be put inside of the season pass. I don't think there's any problem with saying that. And if free-to-play players wanna cry foul, do you wanna know what Bungie's response should be? Oh oh no, what are you gonna do, stop giving us zero dollars? Oh, the horror of you no longer giving us no money. Like, you should be more concerned about the people that pay money stopping paying money because they feel like you're not giving them anything. There are a significant amount of people that are continuing to play the game less because of Crucible getting virtually nothing, and that portion of the community is just going to vacate and leave. Hopefully all those free-to-play players start buying stuff in the Eververse to make up the difference. I I don't think you can continue to turn your back on this portion uh, uh, of the community and this side of the game. I don't think it works long-term. If that's their plan good luck. I love PVE. I keep getting PVE stuff, but I got pretty big concerns if they're just going to shoot crucible in the gut and let it hemorrhage on the floor for the next two years. That's not, that's not the right way to treat that side of the game. Just one or two Europa PVP maps exactly could have been cool. An update to the vendor and and into the, into the weapons and the armor. Come on. There's gotta be more there. The main reason PvE players uh, PVE players aren't complaining about this is because your strike playlist is not your main funnel of activity. You're able to go and do all sorts of other things right now. If the main funnel of your day-to-day and week-to-week activity was as vacant and as empty as the Crucible, the PvE players would understand and be like, this is a joke. What did I pay for? What did I pay for? PVE players can go to Europa, farm high stat armor, farm exotics in the legendary lost sectors, farm the guns from Varrick. They can go and do season of the hunt stuff. With it's not that great, but again, there's a weapon pool there, there's an armor pool there. I actually think the armor looks pretty hot. Uh, with with Aldrin, you can grind the raid in the most intentional way we've ever been given the ability to. There's all kind of stuff for PVE players to do. PVP players is nothing. A purple pulse rifle. That's it. That's, that's all there is? Come on. There, there, I don't. There's got to be a way forward where they can actually make money from the Crucible crowd and not feel like they have to keep just absolutely breadcrumbing it, like giving them nothing but little teeny breadcrumb morsels. That, 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 that is not going to work, I don't think, long term. I'm saying this as someone who barely touches Crucible. So. I'm trying to take up for the other side of the game and the other side of the community because I got news for you. I can't imagine being a Crucible-focused player right now and, and buying the expansion. I, other than chasing some of the weapons that hopefully you know, are fun or good in the Crucible, what on earth are they doing? What is there for them to do? What is there? Horn Joe. Would you prefer trials problems to instead be graying out like they've done with Witherhorn and Telesto in the past? Titan free trials. I mean, you, here's the thing. I I think, I definitely think the concern would be. Um, oh, thank you for the comment, the, the compliments, Eleveny. I agree. I think she did a great job on the Rageous Roundtable. I. I think it's okay to periodically gray something out you know you gray out the uh, you gray out the telesto you gray out a weapon or whatever you start graying out a subclass or an entire class of you know the Titans are grayed out I you don't want to keep phoning that in that starts to feel like a a um, that starts to feel like a cop-out it starts to feel like a punt you know I hear where you're coming from, but I don't think this would have gone over very well. If you're choosing the lesser of two evils and what's going to frustrate the community more or cause more controversy, I think it would probably be worse to say, you know, Bungie disables an entire class for an entire weekend of trial. Well, for the foreseeable, what, two weekends? I just don't think you could do that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I hear like I said I hear where you're coming from if you know you're just if you're super anxious and desperate to see trials back on the platter you know of your weekly meal offering I, I get I get wanting it to come back but I don't think that would work you know they like like Julian saying there are people who only have a Titan and what Weezy's saying is the most concerning I'm not even complaining anymore I just kind of don't care apathy is worse than hatred you understand? People can hate a game and you can hate play. Don't don't you pretend you haven't hate played a game. You keep playing and you keep complaining and you are hate playing, right? Hate playing is a thing, especially in this community. Apathy is far worse than hate. If they start leaving the Reddit in the and the, in the forums and Twitter and they don't play and their apathy spreads that is far worse for Trials and Crucible than hate you would much rather than hate playing I hate played Fortnite for a long time apathy was what was worse I just stopped playing I couldn't take it anymore I was like I don't like this I'm done I wash my hands of this right you start losing the hate play funnel and you aren't going to have much of a funnel you know what I mean Uh, Brendan says, Not 100% sure, but some of the raid challenge triumphs are still locked. Does this point to a hard mode in the future? Do you know why they'd hold off if there was no hard mode? Um, I would say, um, this is obviously a little off topic, and that's okay, because we talked about this today during the Rageous Roundtable. I actually think that there is plenty of room for a hard mode I just think that the the real dilemma they're going to run into with the hard mode is what's going to be the loot incentive do you want to know what I think they should do ornaments for the armor and then you do one gun type you do one kinetic one energy one heavy just a slight little padding to the loot pool and then you increase the currency payout and then you're good to go. I also think hard mode should have contest on. I think contest really ups the intensity. There's not really another way of doing it. Um, I think contest is a healthy a healthy way to up the intensity while requiring people to move, run, bank, do this, do that, um, increasing the likelihood of death while making the ads a little bit harder to kill. It's really, really hard to replicate that intensity. The day one intensity of both Prophecy Dungeon and this raid with Contest on, I just feel like it felt real good. It did. Um, the only thing I didn't like when Contest Mode was on was grabbing the the balls underneath the boss. There felt It felt like there was some unmitigatable death there sometimes because he just does so much damage and it's really hard to get that close to him and not take damage. Um, sometimes I wonder if How long is he stunned? I wonder if you should stun him right away and then. Immediately swap. Op- well, you wouldn't need to swap operator. Is he even stunnable right away? I don't know. In any case, that was the only time I got a little irritated with contest modifier. Was it's like I have to go grab this orb, and he's shooting and slamming and doing all kind of nonsense. Like it's hard to position yourself and not take damage. And contest modifier just it makes it a little bit easier for you to die. You're a little you're a little flimsy, um. So. Also, it could just be challenges that are released a month later and staggered and it has nothing to do with the hard mode, so. Joseph Young says, is it fair to assume that the trial's delay could be closer related to the delay of the Xbox optimization rather than the possible problems of stasis? Now, I mean, I put that in my talk. I put that in my rundown. Uh, it's right here in the blame stasis section. I said that... Um, the console quality of life update for FOV and FPS could be playing a part uh, in in the uh, in the potential instability that it may cause. Um, cheating and bandwaves on PC may also be playing a role. Um, I actually didn't read that last sentence uh, during my talk, but yeah, cheating uh, cheating in bandwaves on PC may be playing a role. They really want to thresh and get all the cheaters out and do those bandwaves. Um, As far as we know, there is no automatic banning taking place. There isn't, it is still a someone reviews, verifies you were cheating, and bans you. And that requires time. So it's possible they're trying to give themselves time and padding for bigger ban waves, because they did institute the two-factor thing. Um, And then obviously, there's these console quality updates getting pushed out. I would say, as I said in my video, that is probably the least likely reason of what's going on right now. There are exploits and things with Stasis that we may not even yet know about. We do know about the Titan one with invincibility. That is likely the cause. If it was something to do with the update, I kind of feel like they might tell us. Since they're not telling us, it's likely due to exploits that they don't want to broadcast and promote. Um, So... I would I would say if I was putting my chips on the table, I wouldn't put a whole lot of chips on this, right? I wouldn't put a whole lot of chips on this table. I would say, you know, the Warlock Infinite super, yeah, that was cause 1 and now we got the Titan cloning whatever thing. Uh that's 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 the more this the more likely reason. Dark sider with the next question. With Adept Weapons having the same lifespans as their non-Adept versions, the Adept Weapons will have a very short window of usability. Would have been better for Bungie to delay the release of Adept Gear until Trials loot refresh in Season 14. Well, I believe they're doing the loot refresh in Season 13, which is next season. We're currently in Season 12. Um, But, but... (sighs) There's a part of me that thinks that you're right, but there's also a part of me that thinks... They're um, they're wanting to get him out in the wild and see the results in the experimentation of it. Um, you know uh, 12 months is short. No 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 Paul's you won't get 12 months. His point is that when you get an adept, what's the auto rifle everybody lives what is it the summoner or whatever when you get an adept, it's only going to be uh, you know what four or five months before it gets sunset their infusion cap is linked to when those weapons first showed up that's what he's talking about Um, so you're not going to get a full 12 months on the adept versions of the weapons you're going to get like a four or five month window now personally the only reason I'm not too worried about that I'm not really worried about that mainly because the Adept weapons that will be landing in the very next season are probably going to get uh, more more attention, I would think, because um, trials came with season of the worthy. So once you get to the anniversary of season of the worthy, these uh, these trials adept weapons that we're getting right now in a couple of weeks, they will become uh, they will get infusion infusion capped, and you no longer be able to take them in the trials. Um, so. I think they'll last till Witch Queen. I honestly don't know. You might be right, Paul. We might be misreading this, but they did say they would match the the infusion cap of the guns that, that they're attached to. So it's possible they, they do last all the way to Witch Queen. I'm not actually sure. Um, 1310 is next, next season, and then 1360 is the one after. No, yeah, I think it is 50 per season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, they will be sunset... Uh, one, they'll get one season of not being Sunset. Which, that's a bit of a bummer, but if you think about it, you'll be able to use them for the entire season that you're trying to get the new ones, whatever the new weapons are, whatever the new Adept weapons are. Um, so, I I would think that that's probably fine. I mean, that's obviously not ideal, but at this point in time, they're they're adding it as a... As a quality of life improvement for trials, and they're doing it so that they can, you know, probably see how exactly is this going to impact meta and game flow with these weapons. It's probably not going to have that big of an input, you know, influence. I mean, Strider says, We're all assuming stasis is the reason that trials is still delayed. Any thoughts on the possibility of the Adept weapon issues, either OP or too weak? I'm going to say this isn't likely, but I would hope maybe they're trying to make them... I think they're too weak. I don't think they're going to do anything. It's 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 a slight stat difference at the end of the day. Which obviously, with that and the shader, it'll be a trophy, but I don't think it'll be a factor, if that makes sense. Um... I don't, I don't think it's going to do anything I don't I don't think you're going to be like oh my gosh these are really disrupting the balance of crucible so I would actually say I don't think this is why but if it is related hopefully they can get uh they can get to a place where there is a um they can get to a place where the weapons do feel better because right now when I read the description of them I'm like that's not very impressive um Weezy says, Another problem is the Warmind Seventh Seraph weapons are all sunsetting next season. Unless there's new Seventh Seraph weapons coming after the Ikelos weapon sunset in two seasons, the entire build is gone. I expect new weapons, but at the same time, I'm somewhat worried. Or for a while, Weezy, maybe there's a season or two where there are no Warmind builds and we all we all clamor to other builds. And then there's a time where they bring a bunch of them back and then the warmind cell builds start to come back into frame. I'm I'm okay with that actually. Um Yeah, you can always do the solar splash damage one to spawn them. That's that's never going to go away, but um the so warmind cell builds won't, won't won't permanently um go away, but they will uh yeah. I I would think it's okay um if they go out of frame for a while and come back later, I think that's okay. Um, same with Charge with Light, you know? There's so many mods in the game right now, I don't even know if they want to retire them, or always have them kind of rotating in and out every six months or so, you know? For six months, Warmind Cell builds aren't around, and then they come back into frame. Um, you know? Uh... I just realized your live logo is very similar to another logo. Does he work for them or something? Um, I don't think so. You mean the little spinning thing? The little spinning network logo? That wasn't even made by him. That was made by somebody else. Um, if you're talking about the spinning network logo, that was not made by him. That was made by Labs. Um, so yeah, I mean, circling back to this question, I would obviously hope that if they are if they're trying to sort out the the weapons, that they make them stronger. Currently, when I look at the adept weapon descriptions, I'm not that impressed. So T-bone says. I don't have any concrete stats on this. I'm going to run on a limb here and say that over 50% of the D2 player base have not played D1 Trials. Could it be a positive for Bungie to bring more old D1 Trials armor sets? You got to be careful. Um, you got to be careful. I mean, I guess I can see a slight similarity to that logo. Um... I, I don't think when they made this, that's what they were going for then. I wanted them to make a network-looking logo inspired by the stop sign. But everything is about to get a... Um, we're going to be changing a lot of stuff uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, freshening, freshening stuff up. It's going to look really, really good. You guys are going to like it. Um, it'll probably also influence some of the merch. Um... I actually think at this point in time one of the worst things they could do for trials is to be is to do more um, do more reissues. I think it would be it would be best for the game mode to do new stuff. I also think it would be good for the game mode to require people to own the season pass in order to get the new stuff. I I stand by that sentiment. It's okay to make the maps and the modes free to play, but I don't think loot should be free. I think loot should always be behind a paywall. You should always have to own the newest expansion or season to get new loot. I think it's a mistake to do it any other way. Um, Giving people stuff for free is I, again I just think it's a mistake I think you're, cre- you're creating a bad precedent you're creating a player base that expects to get things for nothing and I think that that is terrible as far as a, a hive mind you don't want a portion of your player base thinking that they should be able to come to the game every couple of months and just hold out their hand and be like um, I deserve to get loot Uh, If they're adding new loot in a season or an expansion to a particular playlist or activity, you should have to own the expansion to get it. You want to play the game for free? Cool. You want stuff for free? Great. We have a world loot pool, a base pool that's there for everybody. You want the new stuff? Get out the wallet and buy the stuff. Like, buy the content, right? Um... I, I don't know I, I don't think I'm saying anything that's that's controversial uh, I think that that's just kind of how it should work there are plenty of reissued weapons there's plenty of gear and loot in the world loot pool there's plenty of stuff you can give people for zero dollars uh, and if you're paying zero dollars it's like it would be like going to Fazoli's and saying you know the last time I was here I got seven breadsticks and today I only got five and they weren't as warm well, you know they're free, so shut up. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, if if you pay money for the product, you're in a much better you know position to say I didn't like it, send it back, make it better. It's not good. There's not enough. Why? Because you're paying for it. If you're if it's free, it's really hard for me to take that kind of criticism seriously. About there's not enough to do, or you shouldn't you shouldn't put anything you know behind a paywall. Like, that's that's a live service game. In a nutshell, is new stuff. Pay for the stuff. Go and chase the stuff. Like that's just that's just the basic nature of these games. So, <laughs> what's your breadstick eating record? <laughs> Mine's eighty-eight. You know, like... Horn Joe. If Bungie can't make new PvP matches, would a Halo-based Forge mode, player-built maps, be a good replacement option with the community favorites being added to the map tool? Here's the probably big barrier standing in the way of that. Their their dev tools and engine aren't exactly um, agile. I know that they recently were interviewed at some point about the engine and said that they don't feel the engine's archaic and they can't ever imagine developing Destiny you know, outside of the Tiger engine. But as far as we know, it's not a super agile engine, which more than likely would stand in the way of a forge mode uh, where you're building maps and stuff. Um, Eugene says, "Research free rider dilemma. It's an economic concept, and 100% describes explains what's going on with Destiny because of free to play. So, I mean, is it an infilt- is it an infiltration of freeloaders that, that that think because they've invested in the game, right? Is it is it like a mixture of the the time sink fallacy? So, like they think because they've played a bunch." that they, they somehow deserve stuff and not have to pay? Like is that kind of what it is? Um, I don't know. All their Glassdoor employee reviews mention archaic work tools. Right. I I think that's likely standing in the way of of people feeling of people being able to like make their like a forge mode is probably just not feasible. Uh, the game just feels i've always described destiny as a cement truck it's reliable it's sturdy it's steady you know they they, they don't have a, a ton of bugs and problems uh that usually usually as of late that there's been an increase in bugs and problems um and i think that it's more of a cement truck it's it's you, you want the agility of a go-kart Well, when you have the agility of a go-kart go-karts aren't as sturdy and stable games that constantly make switches and patches and changes I mean my gosh Fortnite was patching their game literally every seven days and their source code control was freaking terrible they would patch something one week and three weeks later it would come back in they would they would bake it back in because their source code control was abysmal like hey we fixed that sound issue and we fixed that issue with your weapons disappearing, you know, or hovering over your head. Yay! And two weeks later it would come back. They would literally push out a patch, making changes and making fixes, while reintroducing previously fixed problems. Why? Well, you want the agility of a go-kart? It's not going to be as rock-solid and as rock-steady as the cement truck. The cement truck takes longer to turn. It's kind of like turning an aircraft carrier. However, it's a little bit more stable and rock-steady. It's not going to It's not going to have all the problems that the go-kart has. So, you know, I I just think in general hopefully with some of the things they've changed with the install file size and the pipeline uh, patching two week shave off that they said that they got hopefully it's downgraded from a you know a cement truck to you know like you know something smaller that's sturdy and steady but also can maybe make turns and adjustments a little bit faster um so that's the best analogy I can give you as to why it's okay that maybe sometimes we don't get um you know, super agile changes and turns because the game generally has been a you know a pretty a pretty stable and reliable game over the years. However, I think that stands as a pretty significant barrier in them instituting something like a forge mode because of everything we just you know I just kind of talked about. So, yo, know, it's good. Four K Manning, Ash and Hollow says, and uh, looks like we're having. Another teeny little blip? I'm worried. I really hope that's just... This happened a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to obsess about it. It's probably just something going on with an at and node nearby or something. I'm having little blips and frame drops. Uh, Ashen says, Is Destiny going the way of Warframe when it comes to its watchability versus its playability? Um... Listen, I know there's some commentary floating around right now, uh, you know, from content creators about is Destiny 2 sustainable for content creators, and if you want my, you know, no holds barred kind of, you know, ranty, you know, speech about that this morning, um, I actually think the the game continues to offer a really good canvas for content creation streams and communities hanging out i think lots of content creators don't understand that they're entertainers first and they haven't owned that identity enough and so when they run out of niche things to do like service streams or speed runs or challenges when they run out of those things to do where they kind of show off um or when your team lands outside of even a top 10 raid completion you know you're supposed to be known for worlds first and you don't even get into the top 10 um your appeal starts to, 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 to fade um and what you kind of sold people on over the past couple of years starts to fade that has more to do I think with the content creator um and the uh the content they're making um cause for me uh being on youtube after everything i went through and these past five months we've had nothing but growth patterns the only reason our growth patterns have slowed down like this week it's still a growth pattern but it's slower it's because i was literally in the hospital for a week and youtube punishes you when you're not uploading and we're right back to a really really great suggested number and we're right gra- back to you know really good like numbers every day so it has more to do um it has more to do with the fact that i think there were streamers that grew to prominence doing certain things that while it was exciting for the time it didn't have a lot of elasticity because that's really not the game that destiny is destiny is not a hardcore blister your face off go in undermanned or by yourself or whatever and really show off to the audience like that's never been destiny at the height of this game's growth patterns in d1 that's not the game that it was most of the top tier streamers were not playing like that they were laid back goofballs like that's what they offered they offered a fun place to hang out and talk about destiny and for people that are now struggling to capture and keep an audience it's not necessarily the game's fault, it's that it's not offering that niche that niche carve out that you typically were doing up to now um, you know we talked about it this morning too, there were growth patterns in the purple, on the purple platform Destiny Directory that I believe are inexplicable I, I, I just to a certain degree i believe there have been people that have juiced their numbers and paid for views and follows and the organic growth has slowed down because um that directory got gutted it got damaged when you kicked me out of it i was your monday through friday flagship that had great uh daily recurrent numbers and growth patterns and you lost a lot of that in the months that we've left We've grown over here, and that directory has gone down. Um, they've lost a lot of a, of a core audience, um, and in the wake of that as well, there have been a lot of people that only come back when it's relevant, and that hurts the directory as well. Your fair weather fans, uh, they they're they're kind of tough. They're kind of tough on the uh, on the directory's returning uh, daily uh, viewership audience. And, uh, and if your growth patterns were anomalous because you either cheated or, uh, by, by paying for views and, and follows, um, you either cheated and realized that it doesn't work, short gains don't create long-term gains, uh, or you did somehow manage to capture some non-stream viewing audience that had never come to the platform before cuz I didn't see any of them come into my channel so for some strange reason they rallied around a couple of streams if that in fact did happen legitimately um the 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 thing is the thing is is that that audience isn't going to stick around if the game isn't offering you that canvas anymore and destiny just continues to not really offer a canvas for the hardcore um and for the for the low man and the speed running um it never really has been that kind of game and again if traditionally you look at the live viewing audience um the live viewing audience in the directory over the years was not rallying around speed running, it was not rallying around low man challenges, I gave the example of Slayer Rage in D1 um, he did all kind of cool stuff, and he never, ever ever had the thresholds Uh, that people were hitting so for some strange reason there was this huge surge of support for that kind of content and if that's the only reason they've decided to start turning out because a lot of those people you know seem to come from even reddit and reddit's never been a big fan of streamers the minute you're not offering that kind of content the viewers won't be there you know what i mean um the the minute you're not doing that your numbers will go down and um so I would say I would say the game actually if you compare the game now to D1 there's actually way more to do stream, pursue, chase and talk about than there ever was in D1. You have to understand some of us were literally streaming this game and creating careers in the Destiny directory During insane content droughts, there was nothing to do other than just keep running raids with the community like that was it. Okay, There was nothing to do in the game back then. So to act like there was some idyllic time where there was so much to do and so much more content to be made, no, I don't think so. I just think a non-elastic, non-agile, non-adaptable content structure style is starting to run out of gas. Either that or people are sick of paying for views and follows because the organic's not following. It's one of the two. So... I think the game's in a fine place as far as, like, if you want stuff to do, stream, and talk about, um, I would say there's plenty to do. What are you guys doing? I'm doing a Q&A session. Oh, your hair? Yeah, it is so long. Yeah. Two big, long ponytails. Very cute. Your curls look great, buddy boy. Okay, okay. (laughs) sorry my my kids are showing off their uh, their 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 hair uh next question um next question uh brendan would it hurt bungie if they made iron banner trials only to be played if you buy the ten dollar seasons then you get the game pass players to pay money and not get everything for free in general you can't monetize maps or access you can't you fragment the uh you fragment the player base. You fragment the player base. So anytime you do that, you're gonna hurt matchmaking time, and then when you hurt matchmaking time, because there's less people in the funnel, the existing player base engages less, and it's a downward spiral. The existing player base engages less, matchmaking times go up, and so what it's like a it's like a less people, less people, less people, less people. It's just less people play so what I would say is what we said earlier let everybody play crucible and trials you can do the two factor thing or whatever the frick they want to do for access to competitive modes to keep some of the you know to try to keep cheating to as a minimum it's, it's never going to go away permanently you keep it to a minimum uh, so let access every, anybody can play but if you want the new stuff you want the new gear the new guns then you got to uh, you have to be a paying member um, that's uh that's what I would say we, we've kind of already gone that full circle of argumentation so I'm just going to kind of restate it and I'm going to go to T-Bone's two part question uh, I think you were trying to submit the other one you can just put it in chat T-Bone if you're here so part one many players were not a fan of Josh Hamrick former D2 sandbox lead I liked Hamrick um, maybe because he was one of the few people that was nice to me on Twitter uh, he was part of the two primary heavy meta but he did care about the PvP and he made D1 Crucible great. I really don't want to get into the, like, let's name a staff member and blame them or praise them for particular things. It's a group effort. It's 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 a. It usually comes from the bottom to the, you know, uh, uh, on down. So I would say that I liked him. I thought, you know, he interacted with the community really well. He seemed like a nice guy. Um, and he did seem open to when they restructured Forsaken and moved the weapons all around he was the guy in the video talking about it talking about how you want to run three shotguns go ahead now I still feel like when they did that they um they, they kind of made it seem like we were going to have a whole lot more freedom than we ended up happening and you know running three uh, shotguns wasn't all that great ironically enough Hamrick puts that in his video and I wonder if three shotguns is actually viable now I wonder what Acrius even does to the final boss uh, in Deepstone crypt but right now people are running double slug shoddy so it is kind of funny um, that uh that he said that I can't read the other one because y- you you didn't submit it. Nightbot said no, you can only submit two questions at a time. The second part of your question was gonna be a third question. If you put it in chat, I'll read it if you do it right now. Um so I don't know. Like I get I get people being like, Oh, it's his fault, or oh, he's the one that took us there. I don't I'm not gonna hang double primary on on Josh Hamrick's neck. Um, he may have been one of the contributors to it. I think Mark Noseworthy was also one of the driving forces behind the casualification of year one of D2. I think making things casual, getting rid of random rolls and double primary and all of that. I think Noseworthy was also at the center of that storm, but I'm not going to sit here and hang that around his neck and be like, "Yep, yeah, it was his fault. Like, Now that Luke Smith's in charge, we can clearly see a difference in what they're doing. They got the armor 2.0, they got the stats, aspects and fragments, builds, you know, all this loot, all this, well, maybe not loot, I'm sorry, but all this depth for you to like craft builds. I attribute a lot of that to Luke Smith's background in, in WoW and other RPGs, um, yeah, Wisniewski was also a major part of the Crucible Sandbox and the Crucible team and the Sandbox in general and the weapon system. Wisniewski was also uh, at the center of that. It's not surprising that the minute that Luke Smith becomes head of the franchise, those those homies were out. Like they 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 exited. Um, fairly quickly. It didn't seem like there was any animosity, but it did seem like they likely didn't have a good vision alignment with where Luke Smith wanted to take the game, and, you know, I, their their thought process for year one was getting completely gutted and chopped up and kicked out of the game, and they probably didn't, you know, didn't feel like they could they could align with where Luke Smith was, uh, was taking the game, so... I just don't like to get into this. People want to blame Luke Smith for everything or praise him for everything. It feels like, you know, the... I don't know. It feels like the classic like sports coach fallacy where people are like, if the team is doing great, they praise the players. If the team is doing terrible, they blame the coach. And it's just like, it usually doesn't come down to one individual person. Uh, it, it, it usually is a is a group effort. I mean, even if you have a really, really good vision cast and vision transfer, your project leads can drop the ball on certain things. I mean, look at the vision cast for year three and Europa and whoever the project lead was for the um, Wrathborn hunts and the lure charging, they fricked it up like, they jacked it all up, it doesn't line up at all with the content flow of Europa, the project lead that was in charge, the team that was in charge of Wrathborn hunts and charging that lure, they jacked that all up, that is not, it is not set up in a very good way it's sticking out like a sore thumb you know, and You can always say the buck stops with Luke or the buck stops with the coach, but it's always, I think, a fool's errand to be like, the game was lost because of that person or the game was bad or video game this was bad because of that one person. It is just so many moving parts and so many either little or micro mistakes that are made along the way. Missed field goals, bad snaps, incomplete passes, you know, flubbed this, messed that up. Like, there are so many things that lead to victory or failure. I I get the sentimentality of, like, oh, well, the buck stops with Luke. It's like, yes, but at the same time, no. Like, if your project leads are doing a poor job, you you can't micromanage a company. There is a certain degree of hands-off that is needed for companies to flourish and produce content, and that comes with risk. That comes with the chance that, you know, Larry in Department X does a great job, but then Jeremy over here in Department Z just completely jacks up his project, and I guess that's on you for trusting him with it, but at the same time, you can't be like, well, it's Luke's fault. It's like, I just... I find that to be a waste of time and a waste of energy because ultimately it doesn't do anything but fall into what I believe is the fallacy of the scapegoat like you're trying to find a single person to blame everything on and that just doesn't work like right now the game has a lot of good things going for it and a lot of and a lot of things that need to be refined, is it helpful to try to blame one person for the things that are bad I, I just don't think so um it doesn't matter if you liked everything that he did he cared about pvp and pvp uh could Bungie bring back some old guard pvp veterans uh and personally invest in pvp i mean i hear where you're coming from t-bone i do um i don't know i you know it's it i i just at this point in time i don't know what the answer is for the crucible I continue to feel like the Crucible team has their shoelaces, you know, loosely tied. They just, as soon as they get moving, the shoelace comes untied and they trip and fall down. It's like, I I just, the Crucible just can't seem to get the the movement and the momentum. And I don't know what the solution is. Either you need a completely new team or new leadership or something. I don't know. Also, you have to consider something. It's kind of like when... If you've ever worked for a company, and you've worked for a really, really bad boss, and they get rid of that boss, and they bring in the new guy, the new guy has a really hard time. Why? He's building on top of a bad foundation and bad mistakes. Okay? So it's hard to know how much of the Crucible team's struggles are still almost like the ripple effect of what they did D2 year 1 like living under that shadow of double primary linear designed maps lack of verticality like there there is so much that they're likely still trying to wrestle to the ground with D2 year 1 PVP format so it's like, is it the Crucible team's fault, or are they still building on a shaky foundation after even after all these years? Like it, it's it's hard. It's like it's like when we, it's like when we bring up scouts. We bring up scout rifles, and we're like, how do they make scout rifles more viable? I'm like, guys, I don't know. Most of the game isn't built for scout rifles. And then here comes Europa, here comes a raid, here comes encounters, and look, scout rifles are getting play again. They gave them a nice little, uh, they gave them a nice little buffs. There's some really, really strong ones showing up, and they also help with champions, and boom, they created encounters where they get some footing. See what I'm saying? It's like uh crucible maybe just have like a terrible foundation i you know what i mean you you can you can replace the staff and the project leads and the and the people in charge as much as you want if they i don't know dude. they keep building on a bad foundation it, it might never really stabilize we said i've said for a while but i kind of given up put more guns in the crucible um uh the pvp sandbox right now is honestly stellar and the most fun it's been in a long time but there's still no loot Just a Pulse Rifle and 1 million blue drops per game. Right, like, I mean, if the meta is in a good place with respect to, like, guns not being all over the place, maybe it just really comes to reinvigoration. You know? It's just... There are so many layers to it. Like, you know, Eugene saying, oh, sixes on maps for fours, they shouldn't have brought back sixes. You see what I'm saying? There's so many elements of it that are possibly related to the foundation. I, you know, I don't... I don't know. It's it's hard. Over the years, I have always felt like this is one of the trappings of the crucible commentators. They always think that if Bungie just did this one thing, everything would be better. And I'm just like, are you you seriously think you've somehow shot the moon on the one solution, you know, like your little 150-character tweet is going to fix a problem that's persisted for three to four years? You think you got this nailed down that simplistically? Like, Crucible commentators have fallen into this for years, I've felt, where they try to do, you know, the, the, the problem-solving. It's like, I don't know. I just think it's so multifaceted. You're never really going to have a balanced non-Space Magic Crucible, you know? And do you want to farm for Ice Luna, Matador, 64, Spare Change? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would never disagree. This is where we'll never get disagreement from me on. Adding more loot? I'll always say, yep, if you build it, they will come. If you add loot, they will play. Like, that's a basic tenet of destiny. That is, that is a basic tenet of destiny. As far as tweaking and reinvesting and getting things into a good place, I don't know the answer. What's the most idyllic experience in The Crucible? I don't know. Is stasis too much? I don't know. Will trials ever be big again? I don't know. I, I really don't. I think you have to dial in what you know works, which is loot investment and fun. You got to try to figure out how to add those two things to the crucible. One of them is easy to do just add loot. <laughs> like, make it and add it. Like, for frick's sake. You know? Let everything, else, let everything else, like, if it takes a while for Stasis to really get reined in, or if it takes a while for other supers, subclasses, metas, and archetypes to get their footing, so be it. That's okay. At least, for the love of Frick, put some dadgum loot in there for people to chase. Like, I just... It, th- that's just... That's your... Stick to the basic strategy. Stick to the basics. You know if you put good loot in there, people will play. Like, stick to the basics and work on the stuff that might take longer and might take more iterations. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I don't know. I I think if they stick to the basics, it would at least help the numbers, which helps matchmaking and, and region matchmaking, which helps you not deal with lag or long wait times for games. Gillian the Mist. Do you think Bungie wants to make parts of Trials paid for? Bungie has on record said that they don't want to make it paywalled for player population and if Trials loot isn't free to play then those people won't play and I don't think Bungie wants that you'd have to yeah they they know better than me how to answer this if the free to play you know portion of the player base is, is significant enough that they're worried about the paywall on the loot not the mode not the mode the paywall on the loot being a problem? I suppose... Um, I don't know. I, I suppose they would have to consider that. And I'm open to that being a potential problem and barrier to my solution. If Bungie's looking at it and they're like, man, 25% of the weekly trials engagement, you know, 25, 40%, I don't know, some number is free to play players. And if a big chunk of them bail, because they're playing trials for old loot and they don't want to buy the season pass, then you have to consider that being a a potential barrier to what I think that they should do. Um, make the mode and the maps free to all. And then the loot is part of the season. I, I think that's the right call. I am open to being wrong about that due to player based trends and numbers, but I think now is the time to set a new precedent. Um, So, maybe they need to go back to their Halo roots. I'll say Bungie focusing more time on modeling new Avermans than making new gear. I don't think they're ever going to go back to whatever they were doing in Halo. I think they know what they want to do with this game for the foreseeable future. I I do. I think that they, I think they have in their mind how to keep the seasonal rhythm going and that's what's going to be their kind of their go-to plan for the foreseeable future. I think that means Crucible continues to get kind of ignored. I hate to say it, but I really do think when we get into the summer of next year, we're going to continue to say Crucible's just not getting any love. You know, I, I, I hate to say it, but I think that's the forecast. I really don't think if you're, if you're a Crucible main, I don't think there's much for you in the coming months. And I hope I end up being wrong. I hope they have plans to reinvigorate the strike playlist in Zavala and Shacks and the crucible I really do I hope they reinvigorate things for you um, because if not i that num the numbers will just keep trending down and that's bad for anybody who keeps trying to play um so perfect way to end the q a segment rated an hour great discussion don't go anywhere if you are going to part ways usually when i end q a people just kind of leave hit like and subscribe on your way out uh if you're going to stick around thanks so much uh for for sticking around i'm going to end the recording though if you're listening or watching elsewhere come hang out at sntrlive.com and please like share and subscribe